everyone, and welcome back to the Female Drive and Talk Like a Fan, the first one for the 2022 season. And I have joining me today uh, the Female Drive family member. That's such a mouthful. <laughs> I consider you family, Caitlin Wood. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, you all right? Yeah, good. Thank you. We've been talking for a little while just before this, but um, thanks for joining me. It's so late in the UK and. Uh, I am not a morning person, but I think we've both managed to uh, get on and be as sprightly as possible, right? Yeah, that's it. I'm, yeah, I'm much more of a night owl than a morning person, so it's okay for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm much the same. I'm much the same. So we're discussing the Bahrain Grand Prix, which is the first race of the F1 season. What did you think of it? I thought it was interesting. It was obviously really good to see Ferrari back and you know, back with such an impact as well. Like, you know, a one-two, what what better way to sort of kick the season off? Whether they're there to stay at the front, I think is the most interesting uh, situation right now. Um, obviously, Red Bull had pace, but, yeah, they had reliability issues. So that was really sad to see because we had such a good battle between (laughs) Max and Charles it would have been nice to see how that finished yeah absolutely and every time I see Charles and Max uh battle it out I always think to that video of them when they were younger (laughs) and I know me too yeah yeah yeah. the incident (laughs) yeah that's so funny um but yeah I I reckon it was just unpredictable but not in the way that I had expected because actually for the majority of the race, I would say it was pretty processional and I don't want to say boring, but it was kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do get that. I may have dozed off for a couple of laps in the middle there, but um, I yeah, like it was just super interesting. I think the first race of the season is always super interesting because you want to see where teams have progressed. Like you look at Haas, like that was one of the nicest. Yeah you know, warmest things to see Kevin just come back and do such a good job. And then Gunther's reaction at the end, at the end of the race was just, it was, you could just feel like the, the hard work and the dedication from the team. It's sort of finally paid off for them. So that was really nice to see. And then you've got the other end of the scale where McLaren sort of came off the back of somewhat of a decent season to now being back of the grid, um, which was super surprising to me. I think the McLaren situation has shocked everyone. And I think, you know, you mentioned Haas and I don't think that anyone expected them to be out qualifying McLaren in by any means. Like no one expected. Everyone was saying that with these new rule changes and and budget and everything else that it was going to level out the playing field slightly. But I don't think anyone actually truly believed that it was going to. I think everyone assumed the lower teams would still be the lower teams and – um, you know, I guess we did see Williams down there with Latifi, um, which is, I, I don't know, it's a shame because Albon did, I think, quite quite well, um, considering it's his first race back in, in F1 and with a new team. And I think he really pulled it out for, you know, Williams, but it's, it's a shame to see Latifi still down there. It's, it's funny that McLaren were consistent, like, in terms of, like, because last season we saw a lot of Lando up front and Daniel kind of trailing behind but obviously there is something wrong well not something wrong but obviously their car's not performing as well because they were consistently pretty much you know next to each other the whole race so um it's really disappointing as a McLaren fan to see (laughs) um (laughs) and I'm like no this is rigged but no no it's it's um it's going to be interesting. It to me the whole race, I can't explain it, but it felt heavy. 
So it felt yeah. like everything was slightly slower, like the pit stops were slower. Yeah. The cars looked heavy moving around yeah. the track. Yeah, absolutely. Because they've because of the the changes that they've obviously changed, that was never gonna sound good. <laughs> but yeah, because of the new rules and the new cars, it sort of is just just sort of feeling it in and, and how it all works and, and they have lost a bit of mechanical grip. So well you know, yeah. in the in the slower speed corners, they, they've lost that grip from from the previous generation car. And you saw that with, with Hamilton when he came out of the pits and he just didn't have it there. And they're talking about they're gonna they want to get rid of tire warmers, which for me I think would be super exciting. Um but obviously they decreased the temperature already for this season. So yeah, F1, I think, have taken steps in the right direction to create better racing and a more interesting and more it's, – it becomes more back to the driver, which I think everyone wants to see that. Uh, that's ultimately, like, what they want to see, to see, like, the driver's capability more than, okay, the team's capability or the car's capability. They they really do want to see the purest form of, of driving in, in like the pinnacle of motorsport. So it's, I think they're going in the right direction because when I watched Max and Charles battle it out, it other than the DRS, like it very much reminded me of the karting days. And if F1 can resemble karting, then, you know, I think they've gone in, in a really good direction. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to admit, like, the battles that were happening were exciting, much yeah. more exciting than I think some things we've seen. And and I'm hoping there's more of that. I, I'm. It, it's just interesting, I think, how paced out everyone was in terms of, like, there was one point where I was like, oh, my God, there's such a massive, massive gap between mm. the top 14 and the bottom six, you know. And and it's it's just really interesting. I um, – I just, I don't know. It still felt like a test to me. I know that sounds really bizarre, but it just didn't feel as much like a, I know obviously we had the battle with Max and Charles, but other than that, it didn't really feel like it was a race. I can't explain it. It just didn't feel um, like F1 as we've known it for the past couple of years. And I guess that's because like last season, obviously they pretty much carried on the same car. Um, yeah. from the season before so there was that consistency in that but now it's yeah. a whole different ball game so it, it's interesting to watch but I'm very intrigued that what's going to happen in obviously Saudi in the coming weekend and then here in Australia it's going to be very interesting I'm hoping by Australia McLaren are a little bit further up but well, you know, <laughs> you know yeah, a good a good result being like a home race in so long. So yeah. no, I I completely I completely understand where you're coming from. I think we're so we're just so used to seeing Mercedes and Red Bull dominate. Um, and you know it's such a change and obviously a good change, something we all needed to see. But I, you know, everyone's like, oh, Mercedes are all like, oh, you know, I can't see us fighting for the championship. I can't see us fighting for wins and. Yes, okay, they did struggle um, at the first round, but I can't see that staying. Like, I can't see that, that those results they had staying for the rest of the season. I think they will go back and they will figure it out and they'll come back and they'll get back to the front. I just don't think they will dominate like they have in the past. Which, which is a good thing because I think it's nice and kind of like, not humbling, but it's good to see that Lewis is happy with, a, you know, a third 
So, I mean, it's yeah. nice to see that. But just on the on the topic of Mercedes, I have to bring up Valtteri Bottas and how, you know, he went into Alpha and I saw a few things he did pre-season and how he was saying, like, basically he had resided to the fact that he was coming to Alpha almost as like a development driver and he didn't expect results. Mm. But, I mean, come on, like, he did so well. And now, because, like, he's in a different team, he can actively compete against Lewis. You know, he's no longer his exactly. teammate. I just thought it was so refreshing to see Valtteri. Like, he just looked refreshed and, like, the weight had been lifted off his shoulders. You know, he had the hardest job for five yeah. years being pinned up against the best in this in the sport and unfortunately he couldn't beat him um but it was so good to see him pretty much side by side with Lewis on the grid and another team and that I think made Valtteri realize okay you know I I still I still got it like we're, we're still here we're still competing we're competing for good points and it'll be so nice if he can sort of help Alpha move that little bit further up the grid what do we think about Red Bull? I know, like, obviously they were pretty consistent in what they were providing for majority. I mean, it was really up until the last lap, you know, that things kind of started to fall apart. I know Max was talking about it throughout the race, saying that he was having issues. Mm. Do we think they're going to be continuous or do you think it's a one-off? Do you think this race was kind of like um, a chance for teams to go, okay, these are our issues at, yeah. in a race? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Like, not everybody gets it right the first time, not even the second time, maybe the third time you get it right. So it is just a bit of trial and error. And until you're in that actual race simulation, you're actually behind cars. You've got, you're in a race, like you can always simulate it as best you can in, in a practice or in testing, but it's, it's never exactly the same. So until the car is put under those extreme pressures, you don't know what's going to happen. And I think, we were all sort of anticipating some sort of reliability issues. I think it's just a bit unfortunate that it was sort of just Red Bull. Um, and I don't think we'll see that again. You know, obviously Christian Horner runs a tight ship and Max obviously runs a tight ship. He was not happy, not impressed, yeah. but as as you wouldn't be from a driver. Um, but, yeah, I can't see – I would be very surprised to see that be a common theme. Yeah, and I guess especially coming off the back of winning a championship. You know, I, I heard Max say something along the lines like once you – maybe it wasn't him, someone talking about Max, that once you win a championship, you're a little bit more relaxed. But I just don't think relaxed and Max go in the same sentence. I just think that maybe he's actually feeling more pressure than ever to kind of um, come in and deliver. But it was interesting that the the three DNFs were like Red Bull aligned, so yeah. like Gasly's car caught fire and – um, it's very interesting, very interesting. And also like just even Checo, how he, um, his car just, it just like kind of cut out, yeah. <laughs> just stopped. Yeah, that was obviously like if you were driving, you would have been like, what the hell, what just happened? Um, so, yeah, that was, you know, it was so sad to see because Checo was doing such a good job and it was a yeah. good little battle going on. But, um, yeah, very very interesting to see it happen to you know the Red Bull Alpha Towery teams. Um, so I can't I can't see that happening to that extent again. But I, we never know really. 
It's interesting, like, when Mick Schumacher went into Haas, I was kind of like, this is an interesting choice because, like, obviously we know he's the son of, you know, a world champion many times over. Mm. Um, And I couldn't understand why he moved to Haas. But actually I'm really glad to see him. He was almost in the points this race. And I'm I'm a big fan of Mick Schumacher, (laughs) not just because he carries the name, but there's something about him. He's like a mellowed version of his father almost, you know, like. I think he just seems like, not that, you know, Michael ever seemed like a bad dude or anything like that, but I just think he seems like such a nice guy and I think it'd be nice to carry on the legacy. So it was nice to see him almost in the points as well. Yeah, for sure. Like like I said, the the whole Haas environment, unfortunately, it probably wasn't the nicest environment to be in in Formula One. You know, last season, it was very, very hard for them to compete equally against everyone else. So Mick to sort of come into this season and they have a better car it's like a whole refreshing feeling and he can actually compete against other drivers and other teams better than what they have previously so you know like you said it he carries a legacy and he does it very well in my opinion you know he's he's still really young and he represents himself extremely well he's um you know very respectful and and very liked among the paddocks so I think he definitely has a very rich future in Formula One and I think it was in a way smart for him to start in what you would call a lower team and just get that experience, understand the fundamentals of Formula One and how it works and a bit like like Russell has done with Williams um, because I, I think they you really you really earn or learn that hard work feeling is like it nothing's given to you in formula one like you really have to go out and earn it and and work hard for it and sort of just getting thrown into a good team and getting the results straight away I feel like you know isn't probably the best way to get your progression and and then learn how to how to help a team progress because that's what Michael was best at realistically and that's why he succeeded so much well, I mean, world champions do it, right? When you think, as you mentioned, what Michael did, but even what Lewis did as well to help grow teams and, and kind of make them what they are. I think Lewis was integral in doing things like that. And I don't think that he always had the best car or, you know, and, and I agree, Michael was the same. Like he he brought Ferrari back, really. Yeah. You know, he made Ferrari w- what we know it to be. And I know they've had a tough few years, but it's really great. I, I mean, I'm big Charles fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm really glad to see him take out the win. It was really great. And I, I'm not going to lie, like when Carlos moved over to Ferrari, I was wondering whether like they would compete equally or mm. whether, you know, they could compete on the same level, but they have proven that they can. And especially as you mentioned with the one, two, I think it's really exciting to see and great for Ferrari. Like Mattia Bonotto seems like the loveliest person. <laughs> so I'm like really happy for him as well. Yeah. I, they just have such a passion for Ari, don't they? You know, they've been around yeah. for forever and they, yeah, they have such a legacy in Formula One, realistically. And it was really, it was really interesting to see the dynamic of Charles and Carlos in Ferrari as well. Like, mm-hmm. I think they get along really well um, in that team environment and that you can tell that they have had to work together to sort of bring the team forwards. But it was it was really interesting to see Carlos's like feelings after the race to be like, oh, you know, it wasn't a great race for me. And, you know, he finished P2. So it just shows that like 
he he is really hungry to to do well and I think yeah. that will be a very interesting dynamic as the season progresses and uh, when they, they do get to race properly against one another how that actually sort of stacks up it's funny because like Lewis has been a champion for so long that I you look at the current grid and you kind of go who has the opportunity while Lewis is still around to actually challenge him to a championship and I think Max has been the only one in a long time that has Mm. been well obviously we saw it has actually been able to challenge Lewis directly and I'm always like even though I love Lewis, I'm kind of like when he goes out, it's going to be interesting to see who steps up and takes the championship. And I have to admit to you, I never considered Carlos as one of those people. Um, I think everyone is hungry for a championship. I think that's why obviously they drive and they continue to drive. And you could write people off like Daniel Ricciardo saying is like probably a little bit too old now to like win a championship, but I don't think that matters. So I think it's really anyone's game at this point. I I do too. And if Mercedes have lost that dominant streak and and Red Bull as well, like I just think we're going into an era where it can't really be predicted. I think when you go to, yeah. go to a track, it's going to be really hard depending on that track as to who does well. And then we go to a different circuit and it's like, oh, who's going to do well? And that's all Formula One needed is they, you know, they, they needed that new refreshing oh, what's going to happen this weekend? Who are we going to see at the, at the front? And you just look at the times as well, like how close the cars are getting. Previously, we've seen Mercedes go on pole by over a second before, and there's multiple yeah. seconds separating the top 10, whereas now where that that is reduced by so much. And, yeah, you're really seeing the drivers race, um, and that's, you know, that's what we all want to see realistically. Yeah, so, I mean, let's let's have a bit of fun here. Um, so it's first race (laughs) and as you said, it's going to be really unpredictable the season, but let's put in some predictions. Let's, let's have a bit of fun with this. Um, if we were to rule out Lewis, who do you think has a chance at the championship this year? I, I still think Max, I think. Yeah. You reckon Max? Yeah. I think, I just think the consistency of the teams is obviously going to be extremely important. Um, mm-hmm. obviously there's probably a bold statement coming from me considering they all DNF'd in the first round, but, um, <laughs> I just consistent. Yeah, it was exactly, consistent. Exactly. <laughs> I just can't see, I can't see that going away from Red Bull right now. They're super hungry and they don't want it to be like a one-time thing. I think Mercedes, like I said, are going to come back and be competitive. And I just think Ferrari mm-hmm. are going to be competitive, but they they are obviously fighting for race wins. I just don't know if they're going to be fighting for a championship just yet. Um, but I could be completely wrong. Uh, and then, you know, I have no idea what's going to happen with McLaren. Like that's really really shaken me. I don't know. I don't know if they're even going to be you know a points contender team or if that was just a horrible round and they're going to come back and be back in the top five again. And I think that's the thing, like as, uh, as someone who obviously supports McLaren, I, um, I was quite shocked in the fact that, uh, that when they said that, ne- that this season was going to have unpredictable winners and it was going to change the, the field up 
massively. In I guess as a McLaren fan and trying to be a bit hopeful, I thought, well, that means that like maybe Lando could like come in yeah. and, you know, take out a win and exactly. maybe even potential for the championship, you know. I think that's what I was thinking. So then to see them so far back and and the pace, there was just no pace on them at all. Yeah. Like and and you you go if you even go back to last year, we, as I said, Daniel obviously struggled, but he still got a win and Lando was, you know, except for that horrible race where he almost won, you know, like he was pretty consistent last season up the front, you know. Yeah. They were definitely like consistently top ten, top five. And then you know And then you hear out of testing points. people are saying, Oh, you know, they're they're really quick, they're really fast. And I know obviously like Daniel got COVID and, and so he couldn't test last week and so I know things have been thrown in you know, thrown, you know, into disarray, I suppose. But I'm I'm so shocked. I'm so shocked. <laughs> Yeah, I I think that was just one thing we didn't really expect to see. Um, but it's the same as Aston as well. They definitely didn't really look yeah. to be um, having the pace at all either. No, no, I was quite shocked by Aston actually because even if we go, I know Aston, they were decent last year, but I think they were even better the season before. Mm. Um, so it's just been a slight decline but yeah I don't know I don't know as I said I think first race anything goes and and we're gonna see definite change between now and next week and then I think even by race three which is Australia I think things are gonna change again so it's gonna be really interesting uh to see how that goes so I've asked for prediction for championship but how do you reckon Saudi's gonna go I think we'll see a different race winner yeah um Anyone, anyone in mind? Uh, I don't, I don't, oh, I have no idea. I, I just think, I think for the first couple of rounds of the season, we're going to see different, different podium yeah. finishes. Um, I, yeah, I, I, like I said, I would not be surprised to see Max and Checo back up there. Um, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Russell sort of come back in and get his, get his podium for Mercedes and obviously Lewis, but Ferrari are up there. So, I'm probably going to say this time around Carlos will outperform Charles just because I think he's going to be super hungry after the first round. Um, Yeah, I think I'll probably go for a Red Bull win for the second round. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Oh, George, um, quite shocked. Um, He didn't get spoken about really at all, but it's not that he underperformed by any means. He was still like relatively close to Lewis. Right behind Lewis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I I think we definitely have more to see. So it's it's definitely going to be interesting. I'm very excited for next weekend. Um, We're well back into it. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's just going to be a, a... a good season I think you know hopefully how it starts is how it goes throughout the season and we don't fall back into that domin- dominating team or um yeah dominating driver I we all just want to see good close racing hard battles and um strategies and and all of that so yeah I I think I think F1 have gone in the right direction so we can only we can only sort of see what happens from here yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for the rest of the season. And I think I think every F1 fan is, I think everyone's kind of just so shocked from what happened over the weekend. <laughs> and I mean, as I said, it was unpredictable, but not in the ways that I was expecting. But it's so yeah. great to see, you know, the leaderboard look the way it does and, and where everyone was placed. It was so interesting. So I'm definitely keen to see what the rest of the season brings. Yeah, me too. I Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know awesome. what else to, to say. Like, yeah. only one race in, and I'm like, God, I'm one of those people that I can't commit to like betting on something and be like, Oh, God, I take that bet back. I want to put this person now. <laughs> I can't even decide what I want for dinner, let alone who's going to win. It changes once quality hits anyway. Exactly. So, I mean, anything can happen in quality. I feel like you can't have an, a good idea on on who's going to perform in a race until quality happens anyway. And even then it's unpredictable. So, like, you know, I, it's just a bit of fun. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I will say thank you so much for joining me. I always love chatting motorsport with you. I know we could spend hours and hours and hours. <laughs> um, and to any of the listeners, if you love talk like a fan or if you have any suggestions or just you know want to chat to us make sure you reach out we really love the community that we have with the female drive and it's really important especially for female fans to you know support each other and and move this community forward so definitely reach out and let us know um if you had any uh thoughts on the weekend like get in contact we love it okay on that note (laughs) i didn't know if you wanted me to talk or not so i was just silent it's fine all right thanks everyone for joining us uh we should be back maybe not caitlin but someone will be back (laughs) next weekend for saudi thanks caitlin no worries see you later